Welcome to Holy Moly Mamahood Podcast. We're two mamas with six children under six, and that's a whole lot of holy moly moments. Our journey into mamahood, juggling work, kids, life, and everything in between. Six kids under six? What? I know, I know. We are mental, aren't we? I know. We have been through so much, haven't we? So I just think this is our way of telling everyone about our journeys. Yeah, so we'll start actually. This is our first podcast ever, and first recording, so please bear with us. Um, me and B didn't even know each other before we had our eldest. So I have three kids uh, Teddy is six, Poppy's four, and Hallie is two next month. And I have three children also. So Jasmine is six, uh, Jaden is four, and Rio turns one in January. Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> it is two. Oh my god. It's mum brain. Yeah, it is mum brain. It's mum brain. It? So it's so, good yeah, that so two of us are doing it because two mum brains equate to one normal brain. Yeah, totally. So let me start again that little yeah. bit. So we've got two. So I've, I've got three children Jasmine, who's six, Jaden, who's four, and Rio, who's two in January got that right this time <laughs> yeah um so we didn't know each other when before we got pregnant with our first mm. and we used to work at a media agency in Manchester and we had um a board meeting together didn't we yeah. and then we were obviously both obviously pregnant and then we had this weird conversation where we were like do you know anyone who who's pregnant? And I was like, no. Do you? And B said, well, all my friends live in Kent, so no. Yeah. And then we were we were literally like, shall we, we be now? friends? <laughs> yeah. And then from there, we are literally like soul it. sisters, aren't we? Yeah. And because when we after that meeting, we were like, should we have lunch? And then since then, we've almost been inseparable, haven't we? Yeah. We've just experienced every everything together every up and down yeah that you can possibly think of like when text you hit motherhood. yeah so we got to the point where our text messages were like pages and pages you know yeah. when it whatsapp's like seymour yeah <laughs> wasn't it yeah. and then i think you did the first voice note ever i think not was, ever in yeah. the world yeah between us um and it just kind of went into like one minute long, two minutes long, and then they were like, no, like 20, 19 minutes. minutes. <laughs> Which is a podcast in itself, isn't it? Yeah. That's how we decided to do the podcast because we've had so many life situations really over our voice mm. notes because you struggle, don't need to see each other, to meet up, to even talk on the phone. So within our voice notes, we've had like cries, lots of cries actually, yeah, lots of laughs like major life decisions on a voice note even like news to each other you know like like, um you know like which school we got into like the kids got into like any kind of thing that you would pick up the phone and say are you free to chat let's you know I'm going to tell you some news yeah literally do that through our voice notes because we just do do not have time they're like therapy sessions and then we have these like profound moments where mostly you be are like really philosophical and I don't know you know and it's just like a guide and then we said I think this could be a podcast because there's so many things that we talk about 
that the other one's like, oh my God, me too. And why don't we know that? And why does no one tell you that? Talk about it, yeah. So we're going to talk about it. The good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah, everything in between. Everything in between. And for you to just be like, me too. <laughs> I know. Because we're all going through it together and we just need that voice just to, just to say like, it is really hard. We know we can have a good, good. We can have our good days, our bad days, and just like normal, boring days. But you know, we're we're here for you every single yeah, way. And, and within that, you are doing an amazing job. And a lot of the time, feels like you're on your challenges. Own. Yeah, yeah, and like you're not doing good and not doing well enough. But we're here to tell you, you are. And we I tell think, each other, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Every day, I think. I think we definitely say it's yeah. right every day. Because I found that when we had our, you know, even like when we, when we were pregnant, it was such a lonely moment because there's something you can't experience with someone else who's not pregnant. Because you're just like, oh, yeah, do you, how are you having this pain and that pain and all of the worries? Yeah. But it's that loneliness that I don't think you ever overcome, no. do you? And that's why when we found think... each other, we were like, I'm sticking to her. <laughs> To the point where, when we were planning pregnancies for Jade and Poppy and Rio and Hallie, we were literally like, are you ready yet? (laughs) Should we go for it? And then we did, and they literally are within weeks of each other, aren't they? Because honestly, I, I don't know... I mean, lockdown is a whole different story in itself because obviously we had our first way before any of that happened, but it, it still felt like random things that, that you get when you're pregnant, things that happen. And then when you talk to the doctor, they're like, oh, yeah, that's normal when you're pregnant. And you're like, what? Why? Yeah. Why? No one told me that. Yeah. Like, I used to get weird rashes, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I got shingles like three times. <laughs> And the itchy belly, you know, the itchy belly yeah. that you just can't, can't get can't, hold of, can you? Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh my God, so do you remember my nose and lips swelled? <laughs> I, remember I remember going back to see um, some work colleagues. I wonder if I was pregnant with, I must have been pregnant with Teddy. And she said, oh my God, I totally forgot how your nose and lips swell. That happened to me. And no one had said it to me before that. And I was like, that's a thing. And it's an actual thing. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy. But I think all of those apps, you know, that talk about, you know, the, the size of the of the baby and this, oh, the you know, size of a cucumber or a melon. Yeah. They don't actually say, right, what, the, what you will experience hormonally, physically, is also a thing as well as all about, like, the baby. yeah. And it's the same when you've had the baby. Mm. You have the six-week check. Everyone, quite rightly, obviously, they need need it to check everything's okay. But then you just get, are you feeling okay? Yeah, okay, cool, see ya. Yeah. And then so many things happen to you, yeah. I think what really got me as well is when after you had the baby, the baby checks was, you know, fine, but then you just got given these all these leaflets and was like, here you go, just read these. And then, like, how am I going to keep a baby alive, myself alive, and then have time to read yeah. all of these leaflets about anything that could go go wrong with the baby? Who to call? My number's here. This number's there. If you, you know, make sure you're you're feeding the baby three every three hours. Yeah. And you're just like, how am I going to remember everything? And, and I go, found these appointments. Yeah, it was so. It seemed so strict when a midwife told you what to do. 
like this is what you do you wake the baby every three to four hours to feed them and then with Teddy he we were quite lucky with him because he latched straight away to the point where it was funny because he was literally like a little dinosaur but then he slept for hours and 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 like six hours at the time in hospital and I got a bit of a telling off because they came over and they were like you need to be waking up he's gonna forget how to feed and it, you're in shock, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh my God, I'm not doing this right. Yeah. And then I remember them holding Teddy against my boob. And he was quite clearly still asleep. And they were like nodding at the back of his head onto my boob to try and get him to latch. And he wasn't. And then we went through this whole rigmarole of um, trying to pump into a syringe Oh, do you remember yeah, trying yeah. to do that? Oh my god, it was so painful. Yeah, and the then the midwife came out, yeah, sat on the bed, got the um, syringe, flicked it to see how much was in it, and it flew out. And I was literally like, <gasps> it took me like 25 minutes <laughs> to get this colostrum out. Oh, no. And she flicked it all over the bed, and then she was like, oh, I'm sorry. But literally, like two hours after that, he woke up. Properly, and then yeah. was crying, wanted a feed, latched on straight away, and then just fed for as long as he wanted. And after we went through that experience, and obviously you get into your own swing of things, yeah. don't you, at home. Mm-hmm. When we came to have Poppy, we were like, we know what we're going to do now. Yeah. Like, we're not, we're not going to listen because... Not that you're not going to listen. It's not. It's not that, but it's it, like one thing, yeah, one thing never works for everybody. No. And yeah. that's, like, with everything in life, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But even um, with our, our, like, with our six children be- between us, they're not the same, are they? <laughs> no. But each, every single one of them has, are so different, aren't yeah. they? Different personalities. Different everything. ways of feeding. Yeah. Like, even different now, journeys. like, if you look at Jasmine and Teddy, like... Do you remember the mouthfuls I used to give Teddy of food? And yeah. then I said once, oh, I'll, I'll feed Jasmine. <laughs> and she was like, drinking so much on the spoon. But she loves her, like, she has the smallest little bites ever. <laughs> she was there like, come on. But Jasmine couldn't talk to her, like, say, you're giving me too much. Okay. Yeah. And then you were like, well, honey. <laughs> Tom was like, I remember that. Yeah. But they are so different. And one of the best pieces of advice anyone ever gave me was do what works for you. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And And your family. everything, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because some people would, you know, like I've got friends who put their kids down at like 6.30, 6 o'clock. But when when I was working, when after Jasmine was born, I didn't get home until like 6, 6.30. So... You can't. And then I, no, yeah. and then I had to like give them dinner, bath, bed, you know, the routine. Then she wouldn't be sleeping until 8, 8.30. But now that I have a job that works around the children, they do go to bed a little bit earlier. But I've got friends who are both working parents. But yeah. like I say, you have to work, you have to do what's best for you and your family yeah. and your you children. You do, and you know what works. Yeah. So trust, trust yourselves, trust your instincts. Yeah, you have to. Definitely. Because there's, and there's a lot of people who are just trying to help as well. And for example, if they're like, this worked for me and it was perfect, they slept through or, you know, uh, it helped them wean or what, whatever that is, it might have worked perfectly for their child, but it doesn't mean that's going to work for you. Yeah. I remember one of my friends saying, like, Teddy sleeps through. 
what do I do? And I was like, I didn't do anything. Like, I didn't follow no. a book or yeah. anything. I just used to ring my mum and speak to Bean. I remember at the start, do you remember when they were only like four months old, which is when I'd I actually forgot again when we had Poppy and again when we had Hallie. It's amazing how much you forget, yeah. isn't it? But you just lose entire evenings, don't you? Yeah. When when they're not yet in that routine. I remember saying to my mum with Teddy, like, how do kids go to bed at like half seven or, or eight o'clock? Yeah. Because they're they're up all the time. And yeah. I remember my mum just saying, they just will. And I was like, how though? Yeah. <laughs> but then it's so it. weird. No, but then it does, they, they sort of, I think mine have always let me guide them into a routine, I yeah. think. Well, I've had such an opposite sleep journey. Most of the days sleep through. Like Jasmine's better now, but it's when they hit the th- like when they hit three years old, then they one day were like, oh, "I want to sleep through now." But like with Rio, I'm, he's literally up. I'd say every two hours, every hour yeah. still. But I'm still breastfeeding. But so many people say, "Oh, that, you know, like maybe stop breastfeeding or you know do this or do that." But it's like, but that was you no, know, it works for me because if I can feed him then it's settled then, then, then it's settled yeah. and I, I want to continue to do that but yeah but but I've just I don't know mine just don't suit me but yeah. I've but, but this okay is okay with that yeah you know, and this is the other thing like some like some kids don't they're not good sleepers are they yeah. and it's just like adults yeah like I naturally I think need a lot of sleep yeah. whereas I don't think Tom needs as much sleep as me to function properly um, and I just think that's like children, isn't it? Yeah, Some... I think it's to do with genetics as well, because my mum and dad weren't that great sleepers. So I think that's that's like... But then they were up really early in the morning, whereas my kids are up in the morning, but I'm such a morning person. You were saying this morning, weren't you, that you yeah. were such not morning I'm not person. a morning person, no. But then I, but I can survive on little sleep, and Jasmine and Jaden and Rio might only ever have six hours sleep, but they are fine the next day. Yeah, yeah they do. I just think some them. people just don't need it, and I think... That's another thing, isn't it? Like, there's such a lot of pressure to to get them sleeping through. But then actually now, there's loads of studies at the minute, isn't it? Like, kids aren't actually meant to sleep through. No. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but, like, you know, they want to go to the toilet or they're thirsty or something's waking them up. So it is, it's just crazy, isn't yeah, it? But it I think is. that's what's, I think we're always comparing, but always, like, like, whenever you speak to, like, a new mum, you have the same questions of, like, who's this there's someone called, you know, don't know if it's a boy or a girl, yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or um, are they a good baby, do they sleep through, but in in a really weird way, you should maybe ask those questions, because then you don't want the other person to think, oh no, that should they be through, and should they be, should they not, you're always questioning yourself. Yeah, and you're, you're saying, doing naturally anyway, yeah, don't you? it's just a conversation, because you want to kind of almost have reassurance of, oh okay, good, like, my child's also naughty, or my child's also not sleeping through, Yeah, you want to have that and that continues, yeah, it? it continues as they get older. Like, Jasmine and Teddy are six now. I can't believe they're six. <laughs> and I'll say to B, I don't know what's gotten into Teddy at the minute. Like, he's saying this to me. He hates me, wishes I'm not his mum. And he, and to to hear that not knowing him, probably think, oh, my gosh, but it's not like him, is it? But no. then, then B's voice note back is like, that is so weird that you've said that because Jasmine is saying yeah. the same sorts of things and then you lots like makes you feel better in a yeah. weird way, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you're like it's obviously 
to do with like tiredness, school, like school yeah, is so such a lot for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and then you just think, because yeah. <laughs> then you start thinking, where have they heard that? Like, where have they heard yeah. the word? Like hate, and I want another mom. It's like, what? How can you say that? Literally, devote my whole life to you, and you're saying, I want a new mom. <laughs> like you can for one night, but then I'm back to you being your mom. Like, how about you have a rest? <laughs> I know it's mad, isn't it? These are, but these are literally our voice notes to each other, like about if we just discuss everything. So again, like this, this podcast is just to talk about almost like taboo subjects or things that we just want to talk about and yeah. yeah so we're here we've also had this conversation where you know when we're saying to each other why do why why don't we know this and why don't people tell you but then I, I've said to be before can you imagine meeting a new mum who's pregnant and being that person that's like oh hon, <laughs> you've got this to come this to come this yeah. to come be yeah. wary about this because when you're pregnant, especially if you're doing hypnobirthing and stuff, yeah. you have to just shield yourself, don't yeah. you, from all the like negative energy yeah. and it's not even that it's negative because it's truth. Like yeah. a lot of it is the truth. I didn't realise that I would be in shock for such a long time. Not not that it was like days even. Yeah. Although it probably was days. You know, after you first give birth and you have the baby, yeah, obviously you're in this, like, bubble of love. But when I look back now, I think, oh, my God, I was... I was in shock. Yeah, but it's a lot to go through and you're just not prepared for it. I think you can read all of the parenting books before, during, to, like, say, like, what's going to happen, but emotionally, hormonally... I don't think you're ever ready until it happens. Yeah. And then even if you've got a birthing plan, like my birthing plan went out the window because I had strep B. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Teddy pooed when he was in my tummy and it was actually quite traumatic. Well, I think birthing itself is quite a traumatic, your your body goes through trauma, doesn't it? Yeah. Birth. Um, And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's said enough. No. Because I didn't know that. I thought. What would you say to to someone if someone was like a brand new mum go, go about to have labour or about to become yeah, I just was, say what would you say trust yourself yeah. and I have said before um your your body will push without you needing to push because yeah. that's another thing I didn't know was going to happen yeah I thought the midwife would say start pushing like they do on, on the tv yeah and then I would push the baby out whereas in that in that experience my body my tummy was contracting yeah. and I said to the midwife I'm pushing and she was like oh good you're pushing and I didn't know that it's that was going to happen yeah I didn't know that it would feel like it's coming out your bum no I thought it would like burn the front but weirdly yeah. it feels like it's coming out of the yeah. back <laughs> do you know what um my friend Tasha actually said that to me she she had her first um what 16 years ago now and she said I said to her like what was the labor like because I was this is like what um I can't do the math that quickly <laughs> I, mean, I was like early like early 20s I was at university and she said it's like doing a big poo yeah. and like, you don't get it until you do it but then with Jasmine I had an epidural um, oh. Well, I had like a spinal block because they wasn't because Jasmine had turned halfway and it was yeah it was really long labour. So I didn't actually know pushing the word to turn pushing 
until Jaden, and then like he literally flew oh out. God, within, isn't it mad? Yeah, so that I didn't actually know, but when she was when when I was lying down on the theatre bed and the midwife was filling my tummy, she was like, "Right, push now." But now I was like, "I don't, I can't push because I can't feel anything." But I did something in my body, yeah, for her to come out, and then she was ended up delivered with forceps in the end. It is it's, absolutely amazing, isn't yeah, it? That your body. body just adapts and just knows what to do. So my my the only thing I ever really say is trust your body and yeah. trust yourself. And yeah. I've heard so many stories, including mine with Hallie, where you go to the hospital and it's like, oh no, you're not in full labour yet. You know, go back home, see how you get on. I think you know when you're in labour. Yeah. And I think if 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 you're being sent home and you're sure that you're in labour, I would I would say just be stern and say yeah because it's really difficult when when you practice hypnobirthing it's very much like you're you, you did the books didn't you yeah did you do the books for all three yeah but it didn't I think it worked better with Poppy and Hallie because I knew what to expect yeah. as well yeah whereas although I'd done it and I was trying to practice it with Teddy because we ended up high risk and we were in like um we weren't on the nice delivery yeah. suite it was a bit it was a bit scary and obviously there was like eight midwives and doctors in the room at the Quite time clinical wasn't it yeah and I couldn't I couldn't move how I wanted to because I had to be strapped to the oh, monitor yeah, that's right yeah. which was another really difficult thing because I did not want to be on my back just every part of my being wanted to get up and I couldn't so I think it it overtook anything that I was trying to keep calm and it was actually one of the midwives said she held my hand and said quite sternly calm down and she said try not to make a noise when you're breathing and I didn't even realize that I was so then that brought me back to awareness a bit because I thought you're right yeah so I think because (laughs) god knows what noises I was making but then with Poppy and Hallie I, I knew a bit more and one of the midwives said to me you know when you blow a balloon up for the first time it's hard to blow up and I said yeah and she said and then the second time it just blows up and she was like that's what labor's like the second time and it's so true because mm. it's just not the same is it it's not no. the same experience no they're all different all yeah different. um and I think there isn't that much well there, there can be obviously it depends but I, I, for me I didn't find there was as much shock with the second one yeah. because I knew what was coming and then because I'd practiced the hypnobirthing but they very much say you are calm and you're in this like state of peace I yeah. guess yeah. so then when you do say to the hospital or the labour ward I'm in labour because I think a lot of the time they see things a lot differently when a woman's in labour yeah I like think they they're like noises you're and... not yeah you're not yet Whereas I think, well, you know yourself if you are. Yeah. So maybe actually say I'm practicing hypnobirthing, so I'm quite trying to stay calm. But yeah. I'm telling you, I'm in labor. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not screaming down, going. Yeah. What would you? Because you don't want to be that person. Then I I didn't want to hear it when I was pregnant. I didn't want to hear negative stories. No. So, I but but then again, everyone's different, and I've had some clients say. I, I want to know, or I, like, I, I wish I'd have known that. I wish someone had have told me. 
So yeah. if you do want to listen, then we'll <laughs> listen I think to the podcast. Well. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll do a whole episode on birth stories and we can get you know, some special guests on. So if you've got like a different, unique story, because my third, so Rio, I actually had a home birth with him. So, you know, I'll, I'll share amazing. that. Yeah, which was, yeah. But I think it's a bit more common now, but, you know, we'll... We'll do like a we'll do like a yeah. episode on on that as well. So we have like a whole list of subjects that we're going to cover throughout the episodes, um, but then we're more than happy if you have questions or something that you want to hear about um, and want to hear our experiences or yeah. thoughts on it, then you can just message us. Yeah, and um, we're also looking to get some guest speakers. So if you want to hear something, I don't know, like a postnatal fitness or um birthing or if you want to hear more about particular subjects or labour or pregnancy. Yeah. Anything really. Let us know we can see if we can work how much we can get our guests on. <laughs> well um hope you really enjoyed listening to this our first one which as you can tell we can talk for ages <laughs> and go from subject to subject to subject. So yeah this was just a bit of a taster of what yeah what's what's the call. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. We uh, we love talking. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy listening. This jingle has been created and provided by Hobley Music School.